Hello, fellow rebel capitalists. Hope you're well. So did you see what happened in the oil market today? That chart that we use for the thumbnail, that was real. <laughs> we, we didn't Photoshop that. And I think that this changes everything. What I mean by that is we've had this narrative in the mainstream media about the no landing, soft landing, no landing, soft landing. And I think we're going to start to see that narrative shift dramatically. Let's start by going over to CNBC, and we're going to get to the chart of oil. It's just mind-blowing. But before we get there, let's see what happened in the Eurozone, some data that I saw this morning right when I woke up. Eurozone inflation sinks to 2.4% below expectations, way below expectations, I should say. Key talking points, annual inflation in the Eurozone cooled to 2.4% November from 2.9% in October, well below forecast. Core fell to 3.6% from 4.2%, providing fuel for expectations of European Central Bank rate cuts. And if you guys remember, I think this video was done, what did we do this last week, I think, Josh, where we talked about how on net balance, there's a lot more central banks lowering interest rates now globally than our increasing uh, interest rates. And we just saw that kind of shift happen in October. But now let's get over. So we've got dis some serious disinflation happening right now in Europe. And, uh, you know, the Fed's target, or I'm assuming their target as well, is at 2.0. Uh, so they could get there very, very soon. So if you start to see inflation, CPI, heading down to this level, if you start to see the unemployment rate go, go up, and if you start to see what we saw happen today in the oil market, I don't know how the mainstream media continues to push this no landing, soft landing narrative, especially when you look at the yield curve, all the things that we talk about on this channel, assuming that the mainstream media wakes up to the things that we talk about on this channel. And that is a big if. <laughs> Let's go over to the chart of oil. This is a daily chart, guys daily chart. In fact, Josh showed me this earlier and I was like, yeah, oil's gone from call it 80 to 75 or whatever. Uh, actually, when he showed me this, it was down with a 74 handle. And I thought, yeah, I mean, so what? It's done that over a couple of weeks. No big deal. And then I looked at it. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. That was today, <laughs> today, not just the last couple of weeks. So you can see that re, uh, oil has rebounded slightly here, but uh, we're going to go into why there was such a dramatic decline. I would call this a, a, a mini crash. And then why we have seen oil prices actually rebound. This is very, very important. And then what we're going to do is we're going to get to a prediction that yours truly made right here on this channel regarding the price of oil and see if I was right or if I was wrong. We're going to go over that in just a moment. But let's go over to the homepage of CNBC. And the main reason, in fact, let's hit this article. I've not read this article at all. I haven't even seen the key talking points. But according to what I read earlier in different articles, the main reason that oil was just absolutely crashing is because they uh, extended this um, this meeting with OPEC Plus where they were going to discuss future production cuts. Okay, And the fact that they were extending this meeting, uh, this was making the oil market very hesitant that they maybe were reconsidering 
the production cuts. Now, this is just supply side stuff. So let's think about, let's go back to this oil price chart and think about what this tells us. Let's look at this chart and think about what this is telling, what this price action is telling us, not about supply, but about demand. So what we can conclude by this price action is that without oil, without production cuts to artificially limit the supply, price is going to collapse. Why? Because demand is collapsing. Why would demand collapse? Well, energy is the economy, right? So if there's less demand for energy, that would mean economic growth is declining, if not contracting. That's what the price action is telling us. At least that's how I would interpret it. Now let's go back to the CNBC homepage here. I can find it. Okay, oil kingpin Saudi Arabia extends its production cuts. So this is when you saw that huge move down and then we saw that blip up. It crashes from basically 80 all the way down to whatever it was, 74. And now we're back up to 75, 76. I believe it's because they uh, Saudi Arabia came out and made this announcement that they were going to extend the production cuts. So key talking points here, here. Po policy... Uh, the policy steps were decided in a virtual meeting delayed by international internal disagreements over baselines. De facto leader Saudi Arabia extended its 100, 100, 1 million barrel per day voluntary trim into the first quarter. Okay, so I think that's what we want to, to I'm just kind of scanning this here for you guys. I think that's the major takeaway here. But what we have to do is take the price action from the oil market, what this is telling us, not just about supply, but probably more so what it's talking about or what it's telling us about demand and future demand expectations. And then you combine that with what we saw is happening right now in the Eurozone, where they have more disinflation than even they were expecting. You see what's happened recently with unemployment. That's starting to tick up right here in the United States. You combine that with what we know is happening with the yield curve, and that's that it's getting more inverted. And if it is, and, and if the, de, uh, the delta between, let's say, the two-year and the 10-year is decreasing, it's because the two-year is going down at a faster clip than the 10-year, which would be the bull steepener, which would imply or which would lead you to the conclusion that what we're headed for is a recession, a hard landing, if not something worse, because that bull steepener is predicting that the Fed is going to be dropping rates. And if the Fed is going to be dropping rates, they're not dropping rates just because they magically got inflation under 2%, but yet we still have all of this economic growth. The only reason they would be cutting rates is because this stuff hits the fan and they have no control over that. They cannot come in and save the day. Because what those interest rates are telling us or what they are predicting, actually, let me rephrase that. What the, the, the signal that those interest rates are giving us is a signal about the health of the economy. It's not a prediction about what the Fed is going to do next. We have to realize that. And then we, when we look at it in its totality, combining all these data points, you see where the probabilities lean. Now 
Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Serezna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Jason Hartman, real estate, and Brent Johnson with Macro Economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. Let's get over and do a quick screen share. And we're going to go over a, a prediction that I made right here on this channel. I make very few predictions. I always say I don't like to make predictions. I like to point out risks and then let you come to your own conclusions. This, this, this channel, the whiteboards, they're all about highlighting risks that you don't hear in the mainstream media and also trying to get you guys and trying to get everyone just to kind of think about this stuff critically. But let's get over to this screen share for a prediction that I did make. <laughs> and we will see what panned out. Oh my gosh, look at this. Boy, this is like uh, this is like Inception. This is like Leonardo DiCaprio stuff where <laughs> we're on a live stream and we're going to check out another live stream from the Rebel Capitalist channel. My goodness, like a sci-fi movie. Okay, but let's, I'm going to go ahead and play it here, just a few seconds, and we're going to listen to the prediction, and then we're going to evaluate how right or wrong I was. But my base case right now, probably under 55, and obviously I hope it goes a lot lower for the sake of my own portfolio, uh, for the sake of the economy. Now I hope it stays around 65 or so. But this is something we really need to be paying attention to. Because you've got a few data. Oh, I should have gone back further. I didn't go back far enough. I think okay. you'll see it under fifty-five a barrel. Maybe, and it wouldn't be, and it wouldn't surprise me if it got under forty-five a barrel. But my base case right now probably under fifty-five, and obviously I hope it goes a lot lower. I was talking about volatility. Anyway, okay. Well, that's kind of anticlimactic. But the prediction was that oil in six to nine months was going to be less than fifty-five, and I said that uh, if I was professional at all, I would have had the clip queued up. And I thought that I did, for heaven's sakes, but obviously I didn't. I said that it could be very volatile. I, I wouldn't doubt it if it went up over 80 and then came back down. But I said within six to nine months, I thought that oil would be sub 55. Now, I want to point out that I'm not wrong yet. <laughs> I'm not wrong yet, but I'll be happy to admit if I get this one wrong. Because you'll notice this live stream was five months ago. So we've still got a month left. And I said within six to nine months. So let me know in the chat right now, do you think that I'm going to be right or wrong? So within the next month to let's say three months or month to four months, do you think that oil is going to be less than 55 a barrel? And I want before you answer, I want to point out, that right now we're crashing to, let's just say, 74, 75. And this is in light or in spite of a potential war in the Middle East. 
let's not forget that five months ago, we didn't have what's going on with Israel and the whole uh, Palestine, Gaza, etc. And this is in spite of all of these additional production cuts that we have seen. So to my defense, I think that if we would not have had an unforeseen event in the Middle East, and if we would not have had all of these additional production cuts just based exclusively on demand expectations, we would likely already see oil under 55 a barrel. But I'm going to stick with this prediction and say within the next month to four months, we will see oil sub 55, even with the production cuts or whatever else, hopefully everything you know, is resolved in the Middle East, but even assuming that the conflict uh, uh, is extended. So let me know what you think in the chat. Am I going to be right or am I going to be wrong? And Josh, put this on the calendar. We need to revisit this in three months' time, see where the price of oil is, and then I can either claim victory or crawl off into the corner in humiliation. <laughs> Uh, but the moral of the story here, guys, is oil is showing us everything we need to know about the demand side of the equation, the probabilities of a no landing, soft landing or hard landing in 2024. And I think because of all this data, the deluge, the tsunami of data that we're seeing that points to a slowing of the economy, the narrative is going to shift in the mainstream media and they're going to have to cancel <laughs> the prediction of this uh, recession being avoided that the yield curve has been predicting for so long. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for liberty, freedom, free market capitalism. See you in the next video.